everyone. Welcome back to the Our Journey podcast. It's your host, Kaz. And today I have my guest on today, Angel. You want to introduce yourself, Angel? Hi, I'm Angel Perez. Um, I'm from El Paso, Texas, and I'm glad to be here. Dope, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. Um, so, you know, how I usually do this podcast, we talked a little bit before, like like I usually do with, when I have people on, and just kind of discussing, you know, like who you are, what inspires you, why you're the way you are, and um, what it is, you know, you want to ultimately leave people with. Because, you know, we have people on this show, it's usually, usually I've found everybody likes to leave something behind, just some knowledge and just some wisdom we most of us like to share. So, uh, you said from El Paso. When you, like, how'd you end up here in Washington? Well, that's a that's a story in itself. Uh, um, we lived in El Paso. In El Paso, we lived with my grandparents. It was a, uh, it wasn't too long, so I mean, it's not you know. But it was a three bedroom. Lived with my uh, my grandparents, my my dad's brother, my dad, my mother, and my three siblings. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, two siblings, th- three in total. Um, you know, and that's how we started out. It was kind of like a fam. It's all family oriented. Always has been. You know, I'm grateful for my grandparents to let us be there for a little bit. And then when I got a little older, my dad got a job out here being a, a general contractor for the military. Mm-hmm. So he I feel, moved, like, I feel like, not to interrupt you, but I just feel like everyone that comes out here is military. It's it's a it's, it's a crazy. prime spot for it. If you think yeah. about it, you know, next to the ocean, you got to take care of all that stuff. But yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, he came out here as a general contractor. Uh, he came out first, you know, and we stayed in El Paso for a little while. And then we moved up here, uh, and it, we really needed to get out of El Paso. Uh I'm not going to get too into it, but, you know, there, there was problems, you know, mm-hmm. that our family was dealing with and moving up to Washington was just, just, it was a necessary thing. Yeah. And my aunt came with us and again, we were in a, we were in a, you know, a duplex on one side with my aunt and my, my uncle was there for a little while and then uh, my parents and then my two siblings again. So it was always real close family, you know, mm-hmm. close thing. And then when I was about 12, we, my dad kind of hit a break where he was able to really start going and my mom worked as well. Um, and my dad was a, a, like I said, general contractor. He spent a lot of time uh, not home, mm-hmm. you know, because he was all, I mean, he was just uh, working, working. You know, he was going to Germany, Hawaii, you know, Qatar, Afghanistan, Iran. Like, he was going everywhere. So he was go- only home for, like, <laughs> three months out of the year. But Whoa. he he really set a foundation for work and worth ethic and, and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. um you know, my mom was really into school, really, really educated woman and really raised us to, you know, you know, uh, be generous and be, be humble. And my dad really taught us, you know, you're, you're a man, you got to work, you got to do you know, a good job. And, and that's where I got, you know, that worth ethic from and, and really from both of them just showing us start here and you, you keep going up and you don't go back, you mm-hmm. know, just to handle your stuff basically. Yeah. And yeah. And, uh, we, we all, you know, my brothers and I, we all do our little different things, but we're all, you know, doing fairly well. Um, I really started working when I was like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just doing lawns, just doing stuff like that. But I really enjoyed it. You know, I really liked to work. And yeah. then when I was about 12, I started doing, uh, working for a, a show dog, uh, person that really was into dogs and into breeding and into, it was like, it was like, I mean, it was a lot of work for a 12 year old. And then as I, as I kept going, I, I just started meeting these amazing people that I worked for and that I still know and are my family now. And that's so cool when you can make those connections with people like in that early age that, like you said, they're, they're not blood family, but they're like family because you know, you've been around them. Since yeah, you were exactly. Little. And, and you don't even think it's going to like, you're, 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 you're young. You're not really thinking about it, but you know, uh, a really important person in my life is Heidi, which is 
uh, she's like my aunt and she mm-hmm. was, I mean, she's been an amazing person and she's guided me to do so, such amazing things. And then as I got older, she always pushed me to do more. And then, uh, that's where I started doing asphalt, you know, with, uh, with, uh, Miss Jensen, she was a teacher of mine. His mm-hmm. her husband did it. When you say asphalt, do you mean like doing concrete work? Yeah. Oh well, it's it's asphalt, so like roads and then okay. seal coat and striping. So not we don't do concrete, but it's it's you know, you know it's I, asphalt. I feel, so. I feel stupid right now because I I felt like when I thought heard asphalt, I was thinking concrete, like it's the same thing. Dude, but everybody think. I mean, th- to be fair, most co- co- companies that do asphalt, they do concrete too. Yeah. So. But you know, Just and then like two in one type ex- thing. Exactly. It's yeah. it's typically it's good. It's hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then um yeah from there. It just, it's just crazy that it's led me to, it's not even about anything other than the people, like just the amazing people I've met, you know, Lee Jensen, Stacy Jensen, Heidi, um, impactful people, just, just amazing people that, that have really, I mean, I can't, I can't give back to them what they've given me, you know, all these, all this time. And, and it's really just about networking and making, you know, people family, like even doing this, like you personally you clearly make a lot of connections with, with people and you, you, um, you, that's how, what you do. And it oh, leads try, you to yeah. be, yeah. yeah. And it leads you to, it leads you to be more humble and also learn more and, definitely you know, and they, they get the same from you. So I think that's really important, you know, no doubt because I mean, like we talked uh, about before, before we started the show, just, it's just crazy how much you can learn from other people. And it's when, when somebody doesn't have that, that, um, humility, it's like, I don't know. You just, you get very tight in your ways. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to like hear this person's opinion or this person. So it's like, you're missing out on people. Like just, I'm there's so glad many stories. You brought that up yeah. Because I mean, even the people that you don't want to be like, like I worked at, I, I'm not gonna say where I worked, but it wasn't a, wasn't a very fulfilling job. And the people there that they were, they weren't bad people, but they, they really blamed others for their problems. And they really were, you know, spending in life and, and I learned a lot from them. You know, I didn't ignore them because they weren't what I wanted to be, but they showed me where I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. And and it, it fuels me to be like, okay, well, you know, if I act like that, that's how I'm going to turn out. Versus people that I like to be like, I take a little bit from everybody. You know, like, what what do I like from this person? And I take that and I, I appreciate that that person yeah. was willing to teach Doesn't me mean that. you have to go become that person. It just means you can, like you said, it's like take a, a sliver yeah, and exactly. add it to your own life. Because, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I met your brother uh, when I was in high school doing uh, the PCSC. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically like a uh, skills center where we do, uh, I was in the construction program. And just you bringing that up with how you did, uh, you said you did ask, you did asphalt work. Right? I still do. You still, I still do? do? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I just thought it's, it was cool because when I was there, um, before I did that program, just coming into high school and middle school, like my mindset was just completely, I was not thinking like in the future, I was going to do any kind of like physical labor job. Um, a lot of factors just came around to show me that that's actually what I liked in a weird way. You know what I mean? I did it a lot, like growing up, like just going over to my grandma's house, helping her do yard work, just doing little projects and stuff. And I just realized like, I'm like, wow, this is actually, I like, like how you said, I like to work. I mean, like I actually like this more than just going in the books and studying and, and there's nothing wrong with that no, it's just that you agree. have to you got to know who you are yeah and um when i brought up like meeting jeremiah and stuff it was just like it was really cool going into that and meeting people that were into doing like construction work and labor work and just working with their hands and getting past those stereotypes in your head of like oh those people must be like this or people that go do that yeah and it, that's that another way. thing is like the people that i've met that do it is like they're like oh you know you got to worry about your body i, I know a guy that's 50 and another guy that's 60 that, I mean, they are just tanks. Like 
Dude, and we know well so much built. more like, about geez. like, yeah, we know so much more about health. I mean, yeah. like I just went to the vitamin store today. It's like we have a supplement for everything. Yeah. It's crazy. If we, you want to learn it, I mean, the, we're in a, we're in the best time in the world. Best right now. time. You want to learn something? It's at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, education is 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 Google free it. now. <laughs> yeah. So Bro. I think that's really that's it's an amazing thing that people don't really consider is like if you want to learn it financial, you want to learn about baseball, football, you want to learn about life, you want to learn about philosophy. I mean, it's at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. I would it encourage really is. anybody to do it, you know? Yeah. And this is, and this is coming from two young dudes. You're not, or I'm 19, you're 20, right? Yeah. So it's, and we're saying this and it's just, it's kind of funny because you know, this, this is, that sounds like something that our parents or grandparents would say, like, you guys have this and this, but we really do. I mean, I'm just looking at it. Like I've talked enough times to my dad, my dad's in his mid fifties and just like, hearing the stories and things. I'm like, wow, we really do have a lot of opportunities now and we have just so much access to and things. And just appreciating it is so important. Yeah. And, like you know, re- like genuinely taking the time to be, to be grateful. Exactly. It. It's, it's, it's insane. You know, I, I really wish we could have done this sooner for everybody, you know, b- before us, mm-hmm. but to be able to take that opportunity is very important. It doesn't make it any easier or any harder. It just means that you took an opportunity that you saw, you know, um, you know, I, I kind of makes me think about luck because I got this from some philosopher and it, it was perfect because pe- being prepared mm-hmm. and then seeing an opportunity is luck. That's where your luck comes in is because, you know, I don't really believe in luck. And that's what I'm trying to get at is opportunity and being prepared is what leads you in life. And that's yeah. where you can become somebody and do something. Mm-hmm. No, that's hundred percent true. Like everything, everything you're saying is something that I feel like once you, once you get it, it's you just like take off because you realize like you just said the opportunity. It's like all those things you, you get on the track and you're like, wow, like the world is almost limitless at this point. It is. Absolutely. There's so many things you could do. I mean, example, what right here, this podcast. I mean, I'm just thinking about where I'm at and just doing this, the things I've gone through in my life. And I'm like, it's crazy because when my dad was my age, there's no way he could have done this. I mean, yeah. and if he did, it would have to be like some crazy commitment to where like, you know, like you've heard stories of like musicians back in the day, like they had to like pack their bags and go to, New York or something. And yeah, something crazy. Yeah, like and like live, off, there, live yeah. on the streets until someone found them. It's like, it's so crazy now because now, I mean, you either have it or you don't and you can just make some music, post, you know, post it mm-hmm. online. Oh, if you blow up, you, you do. If you don't, you don't. Just like right now, like I could, you know, I get this done. I edit a little bit and post it on the internet and it's up in a few seconds. It's just, it's insane. The opportunities and it applies towards almost everything I can think of. Health, uh, wellness, finance, yeah, absolutely. we have access to everything. Anytime I, I, I don't know something and have a problem, a lot of times I either Google it or I go on YouTube. Yeah. You show know? me like, uh, this is another thing. Show me what you do with your day. Show me where you put your money. And that's what I'll, then uh, that's, what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you say, what you do in the day and what you spend it on is, is where you really, you're going to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where, wherever you put your time and energy is where you are going to succeed. Yes. Yeah, that that can be career and that can be even just outside of career because like career you give, you know, you're working full time, you go eight hours every day and yes, you get good at that. And, but even if you're giving three hours when you're off work towards uh, working on music or learning how to play an instrument, you know, give that time, like you said, and you'll be very, you'll be very good at it. Yeah. And, and it's the same, you know, that brings me to the thought process of success, you know, where you, you, you can be successful in business but you're not successful in, in relationships or you're successful in relationships, but not in your health. And I think being successful is like in every way, shape and form you need to want to do better. You You got to have a balance of everything. Exactly. I heard, I heard somewhere, um, I could be wrong on how to say this, but it's the, the four pillars of success, 
uh, health, wealth, love, and happiness. Now, some of those things, like happiness, that's kind of subjective Mm -hmm. because you have to kind of determine what makes you happy. You know, I don't think the world, there's like, there's not this standard out there that just says, get this and you'll be happy. But if you can find what makes you happy, and if you can find love, um, and love doesn't always necessarily mean marriage and relationships. It just means like people in your life that you care about and that are close to you. Uh, wealth, wealth doesn't mean being rich. It just means having finances to the point where you know that you can be comfortable in life. You know, like, um, you can take care of your family. You can go on a couple of vacations every year and you know, you're, you're cool. Like you're like, I'm happy with where I'm at with the money I make. Um, and then health, what, yeah. And then health, health is honestly probably the pillar of it all. If you don't have your health, you can't even, you know, how are you going to go work? Can't even grasp anything else. Yeah. Anything. Nothing, nothing, none, none of that's attainable because yeah, you feel exactly. like crap all the time. That's that's a very good point. And that's uh, health. I think is super underrated. Like even with I'm not you know I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing of the coronavirus, but I think that's an opportunity, perfect opportunity to really think about your health in mm-hmm. every way. Because look how much a health crisis has impacted society. I mean, nobody's that's alive right now has has experienced something like this. Yeah, I and mean, and you in you know I I honestly in high school and middle school and elementary, the only time I ever read a book was elementary and it was a diary of the wimpy kids. I remember those books. And yeah. <laughs> and it, they're not even books. They're comic books. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when I graduated, <laughs> that's when I started getting into reading. Like mm-hmm. I started reading a lot of books and, and you know, the coronavirus opened up those doors even more where I can take time. even more time to read and really think about growing as a person yeah. in every way, you know, and, and, um, you know, in fitness and, you know, and nothing else to do than work. So I was working a lot more and then same here. I was reading a lot more, you know, and yeah. it, it really allows and a perfect opportunity for people to isolate themselves and 100%. really, really start thinking about them and being comfortable with them and having happiness within themselves, not other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like, yeah, like the positive part about this, what we're going through is on the other side of it, you can come out. Not, I'm not going to say a totally different person, but a, definitely an upgraded version of yourself. Because like how you just said, you like to read, but since COVID started, it's like that interest for reading has been spiked because you had like, wow, I have more time to read right now. I don't really have an excuse not to. I don't have to go run here, run there, do that, do this. You know, you have the time to do it. Um, I found that so true. Just, I mean, honestly, this podcast, I got even more into it with when uh, COVID started, just with like my ideas and like how I wanted to even start it. But, you know, it was a thought, <clears throat> but it wasn't really something... I didn't know the direction it was going to go, but I was like, you know, this is something I need to write down and keep and just try to strive to do for a long period of my life because, you know, finding those things that you enjoy doing is so important because it doesn't, it's not like work or it's something where you feel like you got to clock in and clock out and you don't necessarily love it, but you got to do it. You know, reading, it's, it's something you enjoy doing, as you said, um, you got to find those things. And I, I really feel bad for anyone and this isn't to like call anybody out. But it's, I just feel bad for the people that weren't able to, and we're still in it, so I, I'm not going to make it like it's an end thing, but yeah. um, that weren't able to take advantage of this time because never again, well, I'm not going to say never again, but I don't Knock know. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know when, when we're going to go through something like this because everybody was always so busy before. Yeah. You know, and this is a time when you can't really go around saying you're super, super busy um, other than some circumstances, but. Yeah, I just, I'd, I'd really hope people, while we're still in it, that are listening even, will be like, yeah, I, I need to use this time to my advantage because life isn't going to get any more, like, 
slow than this. You know, well, any any, any every day you wake up is a new day to do something different, man. 100%. You know, yeah, people. Whenever you're listening to this, whenever you're doing that, you know, start today, start tomorrow. Like every day is a new day, and I know it sounds kind of corny, but it's every day is a new day. It's like so it doesn't true, it doesn't have to be like well. New Year's, I'm going to do, like, no, yeah. tomorrow, today, or even just do it right now. focusing on uh, what's hard about that, what you said, is because people focus a lot on, oh, this happened to me today, or I, didn't, I haven't been doing that every day, or I, haven't did, I didn't do that yesterday. So it's hard to just be like, tomorrow, I'm, you know, I'm going to go do it. And then once you start, you're afraid, you almost get this fear that what if I stop, and what if I fall back into the, you know, this that same place where I wasn't doing anything. Well, that should drive you, and drive you to keep yeah, doing it, you know? that's true. You know, uh, and and another thing is I really wanted to bring up was, was uh, it wraps into this is uh, failure. Like the only people that fail are the people that aren't trying. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not failing, it's because you're not trying. Yeah. So if you if you're doing something like you're going to the gym or you and you don't know what you're doing and or whatever it is that you need to succeed in, failing's a part of it, dude. You're gonna fail and you're gonna fail again and again and again and it, it's not gonna be fun. But at one point you're gonna get good at it and you're gonna be able to grow from it mm-hmm. you know did you play any sports uh when you're in high school uh you know i didn't play sports I, well i guess i technically i played sports i, I did a lot of wrestling yeah boxing uh taekwondo well i was really into that yeah so like example to what you said would be like with the wrestling or any kind of fighting class when you first start and then you st- and you start sparring against people you're gonna lose you get a lot of somebody. humble you get real humble real yeah, quick because yeah exactly <laughs> especially you walk in there and you're like man i'm about to i'm about to whoop these people but and then, like you said, you get humbled. People it's in one of the hardest experience. things to do, bro. Because yeah. if you're in, you know, it, it, not to bring down anything else, but like whenever you're in other sports, it's kind of like you can kind of blend in. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I messed up. But I hope nobody's individual that. ones or yeah. Oh, it's rough. Whenever you're, all, you're on, on you. your back in front of everybody, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you only you're the only one that messed it up. Nobody yeah. else, you know. But see, just like that, like that failure, and it's not like an easy thing because just thinking like how you just thought back on it, and it's like, oh man, because that's what it really is. It's not like this thing where. It's just, you know, it sounds good in words and failure and, oh, yeah, you'll keep succeeding. But, I mean, it sucks. It's not fun to, nope. to, to fail. But, but it, it's what you have to go through to break through. Yeah, the, no, the only thing I have uh, against failure is making the same mistake over and over again, yeah. knowing that it's a bad thing to do. Man, who said that? There was a, there was a, a saying. I wouldn't be surprised if I got it somewhere in my mind yeah, from that. Yeah, because, no, like, that's, that's, that's a super famous saying, like, um, I don't know who it's by, but I think is the definition of insanity oh. is doing the same thing over and over again. I think Joe Rogan talked about that once. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure somebody else did. Somebody did. But yeah, and doing the same, like doing the same thing over and over again, um, was in expecting a different result. So, yeah. like you said, if you're failing over and over and over, doing and the over, same thing, it's yeah, like that's not, not that's not what we're talking about. We're talking exactly. about you fail, you learn from it, you move on, you yeah. fail from something you else. Try you try a new technique it. when you lose exactly. in a game, like a football or basketball game. And it's against a certain team. You strategize around what was our weaknesses, what would we do wrong. Let's correct that and go better in the next game. But you don't say, oh, screw it. We're just going to play the same way. Yeah, no. You and and you, you, most of the time when you do that, you don't even notice that you did it. That's, That's the scariest part. Yeah. Is, is you can hear it, but you don't realize in some ways in your life, you're probably still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're just so dogmatic in what you're doing that you think it's right and everybody else is wrong. And you really need to take a step back and look at yourself from a different lens. It's basically the definition of stubbornness. Yeah, literally. And and it's applicable in so many ways other than just an individual person. It can be a team, an organization. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's it's exactly that. So I wanted to ask you uh, next, following that, just, I heard you're into finances. Your brother originally told me that. So if you wanted to talk a little bit about that too. 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really into it. I, I, I don't like to say that I'm obsessed with it, but it's just something like I'm, I'm really, really into learning about and, you know, statistics and finding out ways to deal with it. And mm. because to me, it's like, it's financial literacy, right? You know, if, if I give you a page to read or 10 pages, if you don't know how to read, you don't know how to read. Mm-hmm. If I give you a hundred thousand dollars or 10 million, it doesn't make you more, any more educated about money, you know? And I think it's really important that everybody really takes the time to look at where they want to be financially, because I think just too many people, I know again, a little bit, everybody knows this, but people materialize everything. Yeah. It's like, dude, facts. it's not important, you know? Yeah. And the people that you watch on, because I've done a lot of research on millionaires is a really big thing I'm into. And people think a millionaire lives in this huge house with this nice car with this. That's not true at all. It's a hundred percent false. Most people that are millionaires, I think it's like, uh, like 80% of them become millionaires from their retirement. Really? From their 401ks, from wow. Roth IRAs, from things like that, from owning their home. Um, you know, the most investments. Yeah, exactly. It's mo- mostly investments. It's not driving a Bugatti. The people mm-hmm. that drive Bugattis, the people that have these huge houses, they're high income earners, but they're not millionaires. They're not millionaires mm. they, because they're spending more than they make. You know, even, you know, honestly, you can even make a million dollars a year and you're not a millionaire. Wow. What makes you guess, a millionaire? Because yeah, of debt, things you're paying yep. off, and you're not really, are you holding on to that money? Or is it like, it's like, I don't even know a good example of it, but it's like, it's like, pour, it's like pouring water into a cup that has, that has, you know, the bottom of it is yep. like missing. That's it's exactly like, the analogy I use, yeah. actually. Like you're making it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, it's a, you're a millionaire and net worth is, is what you own versus what you owe. Mm. And in every way aspect, you know. So, so like somebody's, if you were to look up, go on Google and like, typed in um drake's net worth is the net worth is that how much money he has or is that how much like money he has in his assets well, like what he owns i wouldn't really go like i wouldn't go to google for that and i know you can't do it any other way but it should be what a net worth is definition of net worth is what you owe versus what you own so if you owe a hundred thousand dollars in your house that's a negative versus whatever the the uh, principle is what you have in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whatever you've occurred, you know, paying it off. And then you, you do that from there. So like your cars minus that your student loans, all that is minus versus what you actually have and including your 401ks and Roths and all so that. So wait, so the net worth is the amount of money you could, like you would have. Yeah. If, the, if you got rid of everything and you, in if you sold everything. Yeah. If you sold everything and, it, and, and, you know, and then all that money went to like, pay off your student loans or whatever. Mm. Most people have a negative net worth. The 30 year old has a average net worth of like negative $60,000 or something. Wow. It, yeah, absolutely. That's insane. Cause of their, their, um, their student loans, their, the, you know, their, the house and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I just feel like, it, and I, I, I know it sounds like I'm, you know, making it sound awful, but it's really a lot easier to be wealthier than you think, you know, uh, you got to sacrifice is what it sounds like. Yeah. It's not as just like spend, spend, spend. Like you have to, you almost, in a way, that's probably what, like, what you were saying. Why a lot of super rich people don't like they're not going around like flexing all this like super nice stuff all the time because it's they, they really have basically got a mindset of like saving and yeah, not overblowing everything. Like, you know, I, and again, another thing is most millionaires uh, drive Ford pickups and really? Toyotas and <laughs> I didn't know that. Hondas. Yeah, they drive. I know a guy that's a millionaire. He drives. Well, I know a couple millionaires. One drives a Ford F one fifty like two thousand. Like ten, another one drives a wow. Toyota Tacoma that's a <laughs> 1993. Yeah. Like people have this again distorted from influencers and all this crap that sell you courses and all this is that there's the the big crazy people. But even you know the 
net worth, the average income for a family that's a millionaire is under $200,000 a year. Whoa. They just know how to save and invest money. Yeah. It has nothing to do with them being doctors, lawyers, or anything, you know? Yeah, and it, it seems like when you're at that point, it's because you understand the purpose of money. Yeah, you know, literally. Like, because the purpose of money is not to make it to just go, you know, blow it on vacations and Gucci bags and stuff, Louis Vuitton. It's, it's when you think of generational wealth, all those factors, it's actually important, like you said, to retain as much as you can because all that it's becomes... your freedom. Yeah. It's your freedom. I mean, what you just said, like net worth. I mean, if if I have all you know this property, all this stuff, and when I die, obviously that's getting passed on to my kids or whoever I leave the will to, most likely would be your kids. And that's where all that like um, that generational wealth comes from, yeah, the old it, money versus new even, money. Exactly. It's not even about you. You know, it's, 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 it's about your kids like you brought up. Mm-hmm. Again, another, uh, another interesting fact is million, most millionaires don't live in million-dollar houses. Most of them live in between uh, 500 million, I mean, sorry, 500,000 and maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But they, re- they their whole idea is leaving it for everybody else. They're, they're very humble people. You know, they're not these rich white people that hate everybody. Like, they're not like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that I've met that are like that. Again, it's like the stereotypes. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, dude, like, I just wish people understood that. Is yeah. Those people that are millionaires, I didn't know they were until, like, a lot later on, but most generous people I've ever met, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I hope people see that and learn a little bit more about it. And even this uh, new money, old money stuff, uh, again, it's something like 87% of millionaires didn't inherit anything. They're first time millionaires. Mm. So, but do you think with the way that they manage their money, that it would become a generational wealth? Cause I think yeah, that's very important. Absolutely. You know? and, and, and what's even more important than making the money is, is, is a, is a saying is, uh, don't show me the King, show me the son of the King. Mm. is raising your kids to understand how money works and to be a boss, not a spoiled brat. So it carries on, yeah. Exactly, because it's, it's more important that your kid is, is taken care of and is straight than, oh, here's a million dollars. That's true. So I just I, I, it just drives me crazy. That's one of the things I'm really into and is talking about that, and I can go on and on about it, but um, that's really something that I wish people would look more into and not just influencers that are driving Bugattis and yeah. telling you, you want to make a million dollars in three days, you know, yeah. it's like, well, dude. you know, well, you know, honestly be a good idea. I, this just came to me is cause I, I, you did tell me like you were thinking maybe about possibly doing a podcast or something, maybe like something cool to do would be, um, if you know, like those millionaires people, if, if they're cool with it, of course, you know, have them on and just talk, like have like a show with people that know how to manage their money and, yeah. and discuss like, you know, basically break down those stereotypes, break down those barriers and like, like, hey, like, I want to have you on just to tell the listeners that, like, you're not how everyone perceives it to be in the general. And I, I guarantee you, I guarantee everyone listening right now at one point has met a millionaire and they don't even know it because it's about 3%. And you've met over 100 people. So mm-hmm. three people out of 100, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and they're just really normal, cool people that, and like you said, like, I would really like to have them on the podcast, but it'd probably be one of those things where I probably wouldn't say their names because. They are so low Nothing key. Wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, you could just do, yeah, you could just do like a um, like a fake name or something. Yeah, you know, just just so the person could share. Yeah, because they like they're so low key that it's like they don't even want to bring it up because they're just very humble, down to earth people that yeah. that just save their money. That's most so of smart. their money. Most yeah. of their money goes to their kids. Like they they if they're they're millionaires because they didn't say, spend money on them. Is is most of the way it works? Is just crazy. You would think complete opposite like millionaire oh they spend money no, you I think mean, you think of a lot of money you think of it getting spent 
that's not a good thing. You know that. No, like, like you know, you know, you it's, don't think it's very retain or it's very share. it's common sense. Everything mm-hmm. about it is common sense and discipline. Like, is it sounds as simple as it is. Save more than you make. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Um, was it? How's it go? Uh, make more than you spend. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm trying to get at. Is is you you make sure you you're not just blowing it out and you know because like again like uh, one guy I know that drives a Toyota Tacoma that's from like a 20 year old truck. His employees drive brand new trucks that he bought for the company. So he's putting all this money back into other people and other, and he allows these employees to use these cars when they need to, when they want on their personal, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's just, he's not into that. He's not into being flashy. He's not into, and that's most millionaires. Mm -hmm. Most millionaires are like that and get this idea that they're like the influencers that people on Instagram flexing money, rappers, all that. It's like, it's like the rappers and a lot of people that you see. And then again, um, you know, uh, like athletes, actor, actresses, oh, actors, they actually are one of the poorest people. Because yeah, I was about to they say, they lose mind, so like, much money. Everything you're, from everything you've just told me, like thinking about it, that's like the worst examples to go to if you want to yeah. like, if you want to just observe somebody that has money, worst example. Well, they're rich. They're not wealthy. They're yeah. rich because they were able to, they got that money but they're not wealthy in the sense that they know how to keep it and they know how to save it. And they, they need people in their corners, financial Mentality. advisors yeah. that can be like, look, dude, you, you got this gift. Don't blow it. You know, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, I love Mike Tyson, very respectful guy, but he had $300 million at one point. Lost it it's all. Crazy. How do you lose 300 million? Yeah. Cause you don't know what you're doing. I wonder if at this point he's like looking back on that. Cause he's older now. Like or if he's like doing the same thing you know what i mean i'm sure he's not i from i mean like i don't know the guy but yeah from the interviews i've seen and the way he talks is, is he's very but sometimes they need that kick in the stomach you know to That's be true. more calm and well, realize because I mean, in positions like that i mean a boxer like you you made it and it doesn't it has zero it has nothing to do with you know knowing money because i was going to say that it's it's interesting because like you said becoming a millionaire it actually doesn't matter at all what it is necessarily that you do you know what I mean? Because you might have there's plenty of people that become lawyers and doctors that are terrible with their They're money. Just high income earners, yeah, not because millionaires typically. And like you said, with student debt. So let's say you go become a doctor or lawyer. Um, you go to you know you go to college for four years, and th- this is all based on circumstances too. Yeah. You know, we talk about generational wealth. So if your parents don't have a lot of money, and you're like, I'm gonna go do this because this is the path to to wealth, right? But you gotta take out a lot of money for college because you want to go to a fairly good school. Yeah. Um, so you can get into a fairly good um, law school mm-hmm. and all that is taking out debt. So now, and it's unfortunate that they have to do that. It's very they're very good people that, yeah. you know, want to do good things. Well, but And part of it, I think is we have to change the narrative when we talk to people. Um, this is a society that it's not necessarily the same anymore of just go to college, do well in school and, and you'll be well off because that debt you take on it's a false then, promise. Yeah. And then if no one's teaching you finances, it's like what happens is, okay, now you make it right. You get out of law school, you get, you become a doctor, you're working, you're making so much money and you had to be broke for so long and taking this debt out. They're like, I'm going to go spend, I'm getting a, you know, I'm getting my mansion. I'm getting my new car. Yeah. And, um, man, I forget the name of it. It's, it becomes a trap because essentially, uh, all that debt, you're paying it off still, and you're making enough money, yes, to pay for what your new house and stuff. But it becomes a trap because you can never leave that. You become, you, you become you, a wage it's slave. Golden handcuffs, really, yeah. and it's exactly. You, I think that's the term for it. Yeah, yeah. And like, do you want to go to work to have nice things, or do you want to go to work because you have mm-hmm. nice things? And they're making all that money, but they actually they cannot leave because if you leave, all that debt still is falling. You know, yeah. it's not gonna. If you're the lawyer and you have all this debt, like you can't just go 
work as a welder because yeah, now that's you not going to be a lawyer. For, yeah. Now you're stuck in that position, which is crazy. Cause you, you think that doing that and make more money, you, you immediately think it's going to lead to more freedom. But if you don't know how to manage the finances, you actually are going to be more locked down than somebody who did do something that in that position, a lot of people would look down on. Yeah. And an interesting fact about, about all that is, is again, um, you know, if I can't remember the exact order, but real estate is one of the w- ways you make the most money. And then it's actually, it's one more thing, but I can't remember, a business owner. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's actually a teacher and people in the military that are, a lot of them are millionaires. Really? Because they are set up in a way that they're comfortable, you know, they have a stable income, you know, they got pensions, they got things that work in their favor. And if you're careful with it and you're a conservative person, mm-hmm. for the most part, you end up on top. And it's just again the financial literacy is 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 so sad in America that it's it's, it's really know, sad. everybody wants to be super. Why don't like, they teach I, it in school? I know that's been said by some people, but it's true. Why don't they teach it in school? It's weird. It, but it's unfortunate. It's, yeah. it's sad. It's like because you, you know why they don't. In my opinion, is because you're not helpful to society if you're rich or wealthy. Because you're right. then you retire like at figure, 55. You figured the game out. It's like yeah. we don't want you to figure the game out because then, then we don't have that that welder. We yeah. don't have that person that is a lawyer because he's he's can retire when he's 50 mm-hmm. instead of having to work till the day he dies and then we lost all that and the government makes more money off of you being more reliant on them but yeah and that's you know? that was a big thing that they pushed for uh, colleges and schools was all to get people in student debt government runs public schools public yep. state schools they run it so and it's then like, they own the bank so now you owe the bank money and so yep. you owe the government and you it's know it's a and, crazy and system i you know, me telling all this, I want to find, I give people a solution to get out. And, mm-hmm. um, and people that know me, you know, I'm beating a dead horse here, but Dave Ramsey, total money makeover, I listen, brother. Yep. I listen. Dude, I listen that's awesome. The <laughs> that's the guy I listen to. Like I'm reading, I've read probably, I've read a couple of his books. I'm reading another like three of them. And then yeah. I probably given away like 10 of them. I don't, I don't have any of his books, but his, his, just his talks are really good too. Man, I'll, I'll get you one. Don't worry. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, you listen to this podcast. Yeah, that's that's listen to on on YouTube and stuff. You know the little clips he puts out. Yeah, and stuff? Yeah. yeah, all yeah. the time, dude. That's where I get all these these this information from. Is and again, like I got kind of obsessed with it because I would work like sixteen hour days mm-hmm. doing asphalt, and and I would have him the whole time. Yeah, running. yeah. <laughs> and like I had to take dude, a couple. I used, I I was like, just, oh. Yeah, when I was at work, when I worked at a retirement home, I used to just like. During COVID, we had to like deliver the food. I would be going through the hallways, like, and I'd just be listening to either Dave Ramsey or like Joe Rogan or something. I'd just be like, I don't know, something about podcasts. Some people are like, why are you listen to podcasts? Why are you just listen to music? Because music is like, it gets repetitive. Yeah, and I don't, know? I love just, music, but, but there's time podcast, you're learning. Like, yeah. you never stop learning. Like, it takes up space in your mind. With music, you're basically going almost brainless. I mean, it's it's like, mm-hmm. it's great, puts you in a good mood, but you're not like taking anything from it. You're you know? not taking anything in. Yeah. And yeah, like, uh, Dave Ramsey, I listen to Chris Hogan a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm a super fan, I guess, but, mm-hmm. and, and again, you know, they're not sitting, but the problem is that they're not sitting there showing you a Bugatti telling you how to be rich quick. They're yeah. doing it in a way that I don't want to say boring, but to kids our age, it, it comes off as like, dude, nah, yeah. Like, why do I, I don't want to be a millionaire in 20 years. I want to be a millionaire now. now. It's like, yeah, <laughs> dude, well, it doesn't work that way. Everything you know? is my, my dad always calls it. Like we live in the McDonald's generation. Everything is now, now, yeah, you know, that's a gr- yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And I just, the only reason why I bring it up is I, I know a lot of people are, it's, it's kind of half and half, but some people want to just have financial freedom and the other people just want to have stuff. Mm. And I want to guide people that really want 
just are just are done with it. They want to just chill out and they want to be happy and they want to be successful. And, and you can have way. nice things, but it's like you have to figure out what those nice things are for you. Like I've found that, and you gotta apply. You gotta um take small things and apply it to the to a bigger picture. Like I found um like my iPhone. I remember when I, I used to always have like you know the older one and like they were all slow. And finally one day like. I went to T-Mobile and I convinced my dad to get me like the latest one. And I was like so hyped in the beginning, but then like a few months later, it's like, it's just your phone, yeah. you know? So people need to understand that even if you get rich and you think it's going to bring you all this happiness, cause now you can go afford new clothes and a new car. It's like you get that new car and it just becomes the car that yeah, you drive. And that's, you know? a, that's a great point is like, I can't so, remember exactly, but you, you mm-hmm. buying a car, like, you know, doing the loan, like the loans and the payments and all that. If you put all that into like a retirement, Again, Same, yeah, it's, it's like a long comes term, out to like five to million live, dollars. Yeah, you got to live life, and you got to have money to make it in life. Why not? And do, do like I said, do the long term investment and payments on something that's gonna that's you gonna appreciate appreciate and and fulfill you for your during your lifetime. The car is like it's gonna rust and get old, and there's nothing again, nothing wrong with the, car, the getting a car, but it's like again, one of those things that you value. Like some people are really into boats, and people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's well, like, it's just, and you can have those things. It's really hard for me to want to get a new car just because I like I, I do the math in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, that car just cost a million dollars. And I know it's, it's only 40000 but then yeah. you start putting the money somewhere else, and you're like, if you invested in this and then yep. this, it's like. And then you think in the future, like, you know, maybe I want to buy a house or something. So all those things that you think about, like, money-wise, like, where do I, where do I really want to put the big bucks at? And I think when you have savings – and then you look, if you have a good amount in your savings, you're like, man, like, do I really want to touch That's this? That's JJ, shit? man. JJ, <laughs> I, I never thought he'd be that way, but he's got his money and he's like, nah, I'll keep the, I'll keep the old yeah. Toyota Corolla. It's actually whatever. a good habit. I've gotten that way so much. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, mm, am I being like cheap? But no, it's a good habit because you, you can hold on to money and your things so much longer I just, than when you really need it. I just think I, I wouldn't appreciate, like, uh, and it sounds, you know, but I would just don't think I would appreciate a new car mm-hmm. as much as I would appreciate my freedom. <laughs> like, to be able to know that, um, like, say this car yeah. costs 40000 or I have 40000 in my bank account, mm-hmm. knowing that no matter what, if I wanted to not go to work that day or I wanted to go to, um, do whatever I wanted to do, to me, that freedom is so much more important and, and knowing that, I don't have to go to work and spend time with my kid. You know, it's more important that I save my money. And then when I die, that money goes to my kids rather than when I was 21, I got a new, you know, Hellcat or some, mm-hmm. you know, something crazy. It's like, yeah, no, you're so right about that. Um, but because you're so into finances, like I got to ask you like, um, cause I know you're doing asphalt, right? Yeah. Yep. Cause you're doing asphalt. So like, do you see yourself continuing to do that? Or are you kind of like, is it something you enjoy just working with your hands, doing trade like labor and, are you more like saying you want to do you want to do those things as a career, but you you've learned how to manage finances to where you'll be you, you'll make it to the, you know you make it to the other side like five ten years from now where you'll, well, you'll be you'll be well off. Something that Jay and I are talking about is doing real estate. Um, Man, and that's a I know great idea. everybody wants to do it, and everybody's like, but you if you know, have but, the resources and yeah. then you're doing, bro, that's great because me and me, my friend and I. We uh, want to do real estate as well, and we're both trying to become electricians. If you can do something, you can exactly. apply it towards. It's and a great then, idea. So, like, yeah, I want to do firefighting and do real estate. And, own a, like, I, I have a ton of things I want to do, and I, mm-hmm. I will do them all. And, you know, it's not like, I oh, you're just a firefighter. Like, no, I want, the real estate, for the most part, is sweat equity and, yeah. you know, paying it down. And that's the way I work. I don't really like to leverage everything. I don't want to have 10 properties, and I owe no. a million in the, in the, dollars Especially in the all. beginning. Like, just take it one property at a time. Exactly. See how you can do with it. I mean... It's not Low never good. Yeah, it's exactly. It's never good people that go all out in the beginning with anything, you know? It, it never works. Yeah, so I'd rather just do it low and slow and just pay it off, you know, and and 
and learn. And like you said, it's, it's just gunning it and, and being impatient is not the way to do things. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, you know, Jay's going to get his real estate license and I'm hoping we can work together. Me knowing a lot about like mortgages and, and finances and him knowing real estate, it can really work together. And you guys used to um, live down in Graham, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I had a, um, I had a friend that lived out there and she had like huge property. So I know down there, like something about being on like open, like not open land, but like bigger land and like having big houses. I know you guys probably did like a lot of like little things in your house, just like projects and stuff. I assume, you know, just with, you know, what I'm well, we actually lived in a neighborhood, but, um, what, again, the money deal is kind of my yeah. interest. Well, you and said I, you, you grew up doing like, like landscape, a lot of things like that, right? Yeah. 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 And that's just like, like, if it's anything that's sweat equity, to me, that's not like that's work, but it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's just get it done. Well, I'm saying it's an important thing to have because when you do yeah. real estate, I mean, you know, that could go towards even just flipping houses. And yeah, stuff. I want to do and rental properties. Is a big thing. Is, yeah, and like upgrading, so. renovating them a little yeah, bit. And stuff. So, yeah, so yeah, and, and that's another thing is like it'd be nice to have JD there so we can work together. And yeah, like, like he knows real estate. You know more. You know like the financial side, and you both know how to work, how it work, <laughs> and how to yeah actually like okay, let's go tear the floor up and put a new yeah man that that's honestly. On it, that, that's one of the best things. And, you know, you and I are both very, like, similar in the sense of uh, doing, like, physical work, you know, as, as careers and, and just enjoying to do that. But real estate, you know, that's something that fits in with what you do. And I think with anybody, you know, just just on a success note for people that are listening that can't really relate to that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's You just got to find what fits in with what you do. Find what you're good at and be the best at it. Yeah, because there's always something you can capitalize off of that, that, you know what I mean by that? Like the real estate, like I'm not going and necessarily being somebody that like as a career, I'm not going to fixing up houses, but if I'm doing something as a tradesman, like I'm learning about buildings and then I can take a little class on the side and it's all a kind of applies. It's it's essentially, it's not the same thing. It's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. Exactly. And again, like you said, it doesn't have to be just real estate. You Mm -hmm. know, anybody listening right now, it's, what do you want to do and be the best at it? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't go in half ways. Don't like, and if you don't know what you want to do, the then just do a little to, bit of everything. Exactly. What's what the like. smartest way to get to that path that doesn't like screw you over? Like we talked about college, you know, it's, it's, it's the, that's the one of the worst things I feel bad is people that, that aren't born into a lot of money that have to go take mass debt out to go to yeah. school because they feel like that's what will give them the freedom. Like, no, learn how to do school the responsible way. Maybe go to a community college for a couple of years. That's what I would yeah, absolutely work, pay it off. And then maybe you can get a scholarship in between those two years to help pay for university. But it might take longer than somebody else. But the thing is, it's funny about it. Okay, You're not just so, signing checks. You can't pay. Exactly. <laughs> well, it might've took this person four years and it took you five or six years. You don't have to pay back debt and they mm-hmm. do regardless. So it's, yeah, it's it's you just got to figure out with whatever it is you're doing and whatever your life situation is, how to do it the most the the, the smartest way. Because it took me a long time to realize that because I had all the, you know, I want to do this and this and this. And it's not that I gave up, but I realized that my life circumstances, if I were to tune into these other interests that I have, I could just do so much better because I have the connection I have. And most people have some kind of connection. They don't even notice. Yeah, like they like um, because they want to tune it out because they're so obsessed with doing this mm-hmm. that. They have men like you have connection with this, this, and this. And if you, and you could take that thing that you, you know, maybe semi like or like, and, and apply it towards the thing you do. It's, it's, you just got to think, I mean, that's what this comes down to. Yeah. And you, like, you know? I, I don't want to backtrack, but when I met Heidi, it was actually at Walmart and it mm-hmm. was, uh, my mom knew her. She was just a mutual friend. And then she's like, Oh, when you're older, maybe you can come work for me. And I actually found her in Walmart and went and told her like, Hey, I really want to work for you. <laughs> and I was like, like, I can't See? remember like 11. And then with, yeah. with Lee, Mrs. Jensen just said to the whole class, Hey, 
my husband uh, does asphalt. He needs some help. And I was the only one that said, yeah. And I was the only one that pushed towards it. And that's not to put me on a pedestal, but that's to, you guys are missing opportunities. Like there's opportunities everywhere. This is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was a little nervous to come on here, but <laughs> it's like if, if, you know, doing things like this is what makes people successful is yeah. going outside their comfort zone and exactly. really exactly noticing these, these little minor details that could mm-hmm. bring you a long way. Yeah. And, and it's funny with anything you do, you do it long enough and you realize that's eh, not that bad. You know what I mean? You just get better at it. You get better at it and it becomes more comfortable. It becomes easier. And well, I'm not even so easier cause there's always a new challenge, but that's what kind of keeps it entertaining. You know, who wants something, who wants everything to just come like, come to you just like, like open hand. Yeah. You'll you know, get bored like, of that real quick. Yeah. And those are like the worst kind of jobs. The ones that once you get it down, you know what I mean? Like, and then you're ready to leave because it's like, you have it down so well that it's like, this isn't really challenging enough and I'm giving so much time to this. So and noticing that, that notice saying that to yourself and actually acting on it is huge. Is huge. It, and it's hard thing because people, we love comfort. So we might say that, man, I hate this job, you know, this, that I've done it so long and it's boring and there's no challenge. Um, but I don't, you know, but I don't know if I can really get myself to leave as much as, you know what I mean? But you, you the way people, people compensate like for that is they buy stuff. Like, yeah, that goes kind of back to is like, is people that are like, oh, I need this new car to make myself happy. It's and like, then, no, you need a new that, life. And then, yeah. And, and then that keeps you more trapped in that job. Cause now, oh man, I, I can't leave this job, but the money I'm making from it pays my car off. Yeah. It's you like, know, it's a, it's a hard thing to get around. And you, sometimes you need that person to tell you that like, Hey, you know, like you, you got to change something. Yeah. And they, some people might not even think they're worth that, mm-hmm. but they are. Everybody's worth that. Everybody and is. If you're not happy doing something, stop doing it. Like it's that simple. No doubt. You know, I've had jobs where I worked there for like three days and I was just like, no, mm-hmm. we pay a lot, but I, I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to do it. And I think, you know, this is one of those things that comes with life experience. Um, which both of us have to a degree, but I mean, you, you know, you meet people that are 40, 50, 60. It's like, you got a long ways to, yeah, we got, long, we got a long ways to go. Yeah, exactly. And I think the great thing is though, with this kind of mindset, you know, you go through things and it actually, it should become easier for you to let go of something. Cause you know, if you've worked like four or five jobs, you know, that letting go of one job, another job will come mm-hmm. just trust and believe, you know, you'll get another job. It's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? And when you have that belief like that, yes, this is a risk, but I've taken these risks before. So why am I so scared to do it again? You know, um, why am I so scared to do it now? Like things most of the time, like a lot of stuff is in our own heads when we're afraid to let something go or we're afraid to take a new challenge. That's when you should let it go. As soon as you're, yeah, we'll spend something about that, but it's like when you're scared to do it is when you should do it. Exactly. And we're so much more capable. Yeah. And and same thing. Like when you're wasting your time thinking about whether you should be at this job that's toxic or you think you should buy this car that's going to hold you down or you think you should, buy this materialistic thing that's going to make you happy. All those things are something that you have to now, uh, you know, bring into your life. And it's more of more problems for you. It's like, how much, what, what do you really need? And then go help somebody, mm-hmm. you know, be, befriend somebody, you know, raise your those, kids. Those to be things good people feel that, so much better. It's, it's beautiful. Just attaining wealth and attaining, you know what I mean? Things like you said, it's, and, and, and you gotta, and I think you just have to trust and believe that that's what feels good because, when, when we're young, like you said, it's very easy. Like, man, but getting that new phone, getting that new car, it does make me feel It's a good. high. Think yeah. about it. Like, same thing with video games. When you win a video game, you're, you're hyped, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a short-lived hype, and it, it, it's easy to obtain, and people get stuck in that drug. Mm-hmm. Versus reading a book, which you finally finish, and you're like, I did this. And it's a like, two-week thing. It's a totally different feeling. And, and then, yeah. And it's like a long, yeah, like you said, it's like an extended feeling of accomplishment. It's so much better. You just have to be willing to wait for that that high. Like, the same thing with doing your uh, retirement. Like, 
you're not going to realize that until you're retired, which mm-hmm. is a long-term discipline. And, but once you get there, like, you're going to just get overwhelmed with yeah. you have to wait for that. Exactly. But but then you get to that point, you're like, man, thank God. I'm, I, thank God I did that sacrifice <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah, you're going to you, thank yourself. Yeah, because all the people that you know struggle because they didn't do something like that when they get to that point in their lives – yeah. Quite, a, quite a lot, you know. The best thing you can do is learn from other people. You don't have to experience it to know it's a bad idea. Exactly. There's been enough people before, before you know, just subjectively speaking, before you and, you know, and the person that's listening, just anybody, there's been so many people before you that have tried to do the same yeah. thing or have gone through something and said, man, don't do that. I mean, you don't, you don't have to run into traffic to know it's a bad idea, Exactly. Right? <laughs> Some things are just, are just so obvious. Um. So to kind of close out the podcast, I really enjoyed having you on. I'd actually love to have you back on again because this is oh, just for sure, man. really awesome talk. Um, but if you could just, you know, leave a message and tell whoever's listening uh, a word of advice, what would it be? Do better every day. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've had days that I don't want to get up. I have days that I don't want to do nothing. Do something that betters you, whether it's, and I know, again, sounds corny, but, you know, if, if you're not going to do anything that day, at least go to the gym. At least read for 30 minutes, at least listen to a pot, do something that you didn't do yesterday. And that way you're always, even if it's an like inch forward, you're a little bit forward. Mm. And then lastly, I got to say it, read the Dave Ramsey book, total <laughs> money makeover, <laughs> total money makeover. So that's a free shout out. So if Dave, if Dave Ramsey is listening, yeah, if he wants to uh, sponsor you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so this is going to, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. It, it was awesome. And, um, Angel, your last name? Perez. Angel Perez. This was Angel Perez, guys. So I don't know if you have Instagram or anything you want to shout out. Uh, I think Angel underscore Perez 43, I think is it. Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. Yep. So go give him a follow, guys. Um, support him. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking like getting some stuff started here. So just uh, be on the lookout. If you, if, you know, just be on the lookout. And yep, um, I will catch you guys on the next episode. See ya.